Browns fall to 0-4 for the second consecutive season, now having lost five in a row to the Cincinnati Bengals, who took the Browns to the woodshed today, 31-7 here at First Energy Stadium. It just didn't look like what I'd like to see. It's kind of the same old story for the Browns. All we did was drop footballs. Kaiser was under pressure all day. He's got to learn to check down. They never had an opportunity to get the ground game going. We're going to have to feed Duke Johnson more. And the drops continue. Yeah, thanks a lot, Kenny Britt. Browns have another quote-unquote winnable game against the New York Jets. Yeah, very winnable. Let's go get them. Go Browns. Here we go. And welcome to another episode of Absolute Browns. Once again, I am your host, Darth Batman. And joining me once again is my co-host, BTB. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Darth? How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing pretty good about yourself. Doing great. Ready to talk about the Browns in week four. Oh, yes. Uh, week four. That was an interesting uh, game, if you want, would like to call it that. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would call it an interesting game, but it was it was definitely a game. Um, it was a one-sided game, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it was, it was also a game that, you know, nobody but optimistic Browns fans had winning. Yes, yes. We did sport 11 guys out in the field most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, all the time we sport eleven guys out in the field because we never had a penalty for twelve men on the field. Well, well, well except for uh, when the defense was out there, because apparently we only had ten guys. We had ten out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, I only probably accounted for maybe three. Well, uh, three. Yeah, I, I accounted for three because Ogba had a great game. Well, I was going to uh, say within, like the first ten minutes. Any player that lines up twenty-five yards or further back from the line of scrimmage doesn't really count as a player on the field. They're more like yeah, a. Uh, when, when I go to the game next week, um, I want to dress up like Peppers and just put like you know I'm back here. I'm back here, coach. You know, <laughs> uh, he's just direct, I, I, directing traffic. Guy, run over this Directing way. traffic. Run this I mean, way. Run this it, way. It, it, it's not even run this way or run that way. It's, it's hey, guys, I'm too far off the line of scrimmage to even make an impact. Uh, yeah, that that's, that is that is ridiculous. It, it, it's one of my biggest frustrations because, you know, when Peppers came out in the draft, he was versatile. Mm-hmm. Okay. But he made his biggest plays – Closer to the line of scrimmage. You know, I'd be happy with him if he was maybe 12 uh, Let yards. Let the kid play. Let him play. Let yeah. him roam around. Let him freelance. Maybe, maybe this is part of the game plan. Uh, um, lure our uh, opponents into a false sense of security. Oh, Peppers is going to be 25 yards out there, and they're not going to do anything. And all of a sudden, uh, we go against, I don't know, the Jets next week, and all of a sudden he's like five yards out, and they're like, uh, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And that's when he gets up there and he intercepts a ball from McCown uh, as Miles Garrett is hitting him. The only play that comes to memory of you saying that is the play when A.J. Green caught his touchdown. Uh-huh. We, fr- we freelanced him. We brought him in. The, play, the, the thing that sucked about that play is is Dalton saw that play, uh-huh. checked it off, yeah. saw the blitz. I think it was was it was it BBC on the blitz, if uh, I'm not mistaken. You're probably right. Okay, so let's just say it's the BBC. Yes, because we haven't mentioned okay, it in so, a while. Yeah, it doesn't matter what player's name we call, mm-hmm. it's the BBC. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, 
What I was saying is Dalton seen that uh, corner blitz, and he checked off of it. And we still corner blitzed. We still lined up with it and corner blitzed. Um, that's got to be a check down from the defense. Hey, he sees it. Check off of it. Stick to your man. Don't run the man the man because we brought Peppers in, and A.J. Dalton hit that quick quick slant, huge quick slant out to the left and caught the touchdown right over Peppers. Yeah, um, but, yeah, I, I agree on the whole um, Peppers thing. That needs to be a thing that needs to be looked at in a different aspect than what Greg Williams is looking at it as. But now, but he, now, now, he well, hold on hold on hold on let me just say this okay. I get it I get it okay I was actually going to go there too because because I get it um just just take our uh say our linebackers play good on a play and so do our corners they're not passing over the top the passes that we've had that we've surrendered that are over the top is when players are coming across and the linebackers get confused and Peppers is already, you know, by that time he's 15 yards deep from the receiver and his closing speed can't be that great being 15 yards out. I So, you know, with that, I say bring Peppers up 10 yards. Don't, don't play him in a cover one. I would play Peppers in a cover two strong safety and the free safety um, – Staying pat, staying pat, and cover in the middle, and just and just freelance peppers. Let him do what he's got to do. Yes, yes, I I, I agree. And but like you, I, I want to also touch on this. I understand the concept too, because I think a lot of this concept also involves having the full front seven that we had in preseason. You get your guy. You get your seven up front that can yes, get yes. get to the ball faster. Therefore, it's gonna make Andy or whoever try to toss it over um, over top more to get the ball out. Therefore, he's gonna make mistake, and then Peppers is gonna come in and be that guy over top getting the ball. So I think I think what's happening, and I could be wrong because I am not a defensive coach or an offensive coach. What I think is happening is. Um, Greg Williams is leaving his concept the way it's supposed to be with all the correct players. Problem is yes. we don't have all the correct players in there right yet. Does that Dark make sense? Yeah, oh, it hundred percent makes sense. Woo! Because I was, I was, <laughs> no, no, seriously, it hundred percent makes sense. Because I was going to bring that up about the offense. Is we are we are running the same offense, and I'm so glad you brought that point up that we're not changing the scheme based upon what players are out. We're still running the same scheme on defense. We're still running the same scheme on offense. We're still playing the players where they should be playing if everybody was full health. So you're saying that we, uh, uh, as same as the, what I say on defense, uh, you're correct, or uh, was also on offense. That yeah, we- yeah, definitely. And and uh, like one thing about um, Kenny Britt's drop that turned into an interception this week. Listen. We only had one interception this week when we probably should have had many more than that. As bad as the game went, you would look at those stats and say, how many interceptions did Kaiser put up? And it's like, oh, you only put up one. Yeah. It's like, ah, the kids still put up one. But then you watch the game, and that put up one was off Kenny Britt's numbers right in between the one and the eight. 
So, and so what you're it, it bounced to... up, it bounced up, and it was right in the Bengals, you know, Bengals lap there. So it doesn't you're count. You're gonna have that. So it doesn't count. I know. I, I'm not trying to rehash last you're week's begging. argument. Stop your banging. So <laughs> I thought, like, yeah, but yeah, no, no. no I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Nine point two five and six. No, but I, I totally get what you're saying with a. Uh, with as as one sided as that score and everything looked, you would expect him to have multiple interceptions. Looked more like the Baltimore game uh, compared to what it looked like this week. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I totally agree with you. And I want to say this about Hugh Jackson and crew that I stand by him of don't change the play calling, change the game plan. But don't change the play calling. Don't change the if it's third and six and they're giving you this look. Mm-hmm. Don't change that pass. No. Just because Corey Coleman's out. Yeah. And now, and now, in that you know passing situation, uh, Higgins is in. That no. don't change that pass. Yeah. Stick pat. Stick to it. Injury is going to happen. Yes. You know, we're, but we're we're still a young team. That and uh, we haven't built, we haven't built, and you will never build a team in a year or a year in four games. No, not not with you the condi- not with the condition that this team was in when he inherited it. No, because there was some argument about this being the worst team. Uh, possibly, it is the worst team. What we've put on the field, the, the, this era so far is probably the worst team Which statistically era? like 99 and above yeah well any any team? any browns era the worst team the worst era so far of 99 and above some people will or argue just, or just like coaching coaching era no 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 i'm talking about like the product on the field itself i would like to bring you attention to no, I'm not. I'm not. Sure. Yeah. Well. Well. The thing is, I, I'm not. I, I didn't agree with this, but people were. There are people out there who think this is the worst the Browns have ever been. And trust me, I was gonna. It's, it's that's not. Okay. That's okay, though. I mean, it, it, we knew. We knew when we were into this hiring Hugh Jackson. He didn't have his defensive coordinator. Now he's got his defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and they're you know. It, so let's just let's just call Hugh Jackson's first year a wash because he didn't have his coaching talent. Yeah. So Hugh Jackson's second year, just last year's wash. Yeah. His so we'll call this first year slash second year. Yeah. He's zero and four. Yes. But he's got a rookie quarterback. Yeah. His favorite receiver that's got a broken hand again. Ironically, hashtag Browns. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. At um, least it wasn't the same bone. Yeah, hashtag Browns. Yeah. So, and he's got an offensive line that they just built. Yes. Who is uh, slowly but surely coming together. Yeah, but slowly but surely coming together. And he doesn't have a legit back. Mm. He's got Duke. Duke Duke can come out of the backfield. Yeah. But he doesn't have have a premier back. No, no, he doesn't. As much as I hate to say that, uh, Crowell is not a premier back. He's not a premier back. He's he's our premier back. I would have argued. Not, but he's not a premier back. I would have argued against that prior to preseason, but now it's like, yeah, that's yep, yep. You're right. Uh, I like he's, Crow. He's, he was cool. He's legit. He's I like, legit. 
legit Trent Richardson 2.0 with the better line. Yeah, and not having to uh, waste a draft pick on it. That he actually did give us a couple of couple of good things from here and there. But yeah, I get what you're saying. The whole Trent Richardson can't find a hole, can't stay upright, can't hold a ball, uh, can't do much but eat Lunchables thing. But the Lunchables got to be on the field for him to eat them. And I'm a huge fan of Feed Crow just because I love to say, Ca-ca, ca-ca, when he breaks out for one, but it's few and often. Yeah. And he and he's, he's not a premier back. So, I mean, Look at it like this. Hugh Jackson and crew took over, mm-hmm. gutted the roster. Yeah. Basically, basically, Darth gutted it twice mm-hmm. with getting rid of prior. Not, oh, I, I won't say getting rid of, cutting ties with prior and Hayden. Yeah. Because there's no getting rid of. I'm sure there could have been. A deal worked out between the both of those people. Yeah, but um, but, but, but value it, versus it, it didn't work. It didn't work out, and we cut ties. It, but, it we we parted ways. I, I won't talk on you know bad feelings about you know through our organization or them or how it happened, but well, it happens. Pretty much, he wanted one thing, they wanted another thing, and they didn't come to an agreement. That they happens. That that it just happens. happens. It happens so, all across I mean, the NFL. Same with Mitchell now, Schwartz. Uh, yeah, granted, you know, uh, good thing for you know uh, Pryor, and I will wish nothing but good luck because he's an Ohio State guy. Yeah. Uh, good thing with him of catching his first touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. But it took, but it took how many weeks? Four yeah. weeks for him to catch one. He's he's him and Kenny Britt are right on par, and they both are. Like requiring the same amount of money, so even if we didn't get Kenny Britt and kept Pryor and he had the same production, it's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and th- and that it's but- the same thing. But like people would say, people would say, being Browns fans, ah, well, you know, he's got a rookie quarterback. But now that we got Kenny Britt in here and we cut waves with Pryor, people are saying, ah, Kenny Britt sucks. He's doing this. He's doing that. Ah, yeah. granted. The guy's doing this or doing that. It's what he's but, not doing, and that's catching a ball. <laughs> but neither is Pryor. No, no. But, but, so for but, all but, you but, fans but, out there, I'm sick of hearing your if we didn't keep Pryor story. Yeah, yeah. Well, that and you go back and look at last year. Uh, he'd catch the ball, run, uh, run uh, sideline to sideline. Um, for about three yards, then finally cut it up and then get a yard and a half after the catch. Yeah. So, I mean, he was a cool guy, kind of a diva, according to some people. I don't know. I've never seen it on the field itself myself, but um, he did some good things for us. I like the whole wildcat thing that he did with us, uh, but it didn't work out. Things don't work out. You can run the wildcat right now. True. But yeah, Darth, I agree. It, it doesn't. It doesn't work out sometimes. Yeah, but but let, let, let's go back to the whole uh, this team being worse than Pat Shermer. It, granted, we may look worse right now, but the difference between this one and the Pat Shermer era is that team was not going up by no means. They were staying steady as that who was being the quarterback. That, who was that? Was that Whedon? Was that Whedon? Who was the was he the Shermer the first head coach? Yeah, it was Whedon. 
Because Shermer uh, Haslam bought the team in 12. We drafted uh, uh, Whedon in 12. Whedon was 12 and 13. Hey, don't get me wrong, buddy. I like Whedon. I liked him coming out. Did you see the Clay Pigeon YouTube video? Uh, Yeah, we talked about this. I looked at that. Yeah. But, um, so let's, let's just, uh, let's wrap this up that we're not as bad. Or we may look worse right now, but we're not going to look worse down the road. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. We're not the worst team that the Browns have seen post-99. No, but 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 even if right now at this moment we do look like the worst, um, we're going up. But you also look at those first few games when they first came back. Uh, those looked a lot worse games. Uh, I mean, what was the first game was a complete blowout by the Steelers. Uh, in Cleveland, like fifty-three to nothing, or something like that, or forty-three to nothing. So uh, we're not getting okay. We got blown out this game, but hopefully, this is the that one game that every you know how almost seems like every team, even good teams, they just have that one team game they go out there and they just lay a stinker of a game, and it, they they don't look like that team that's been winning all these games. Uh, for instance, uh, uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now this year so far. Um, but we've had a few All of right. those. Um, uh, yeah. You, have, you yeah. have those every year. The team that should win statistically loses by – and sometimes they lose by a lot – uh, yeah, so I mean, so look I'm at, hoping. Look at, look at look at Tom Brady and the Carolina Panthers this past weekend. Well, that was that was a Who close game. Those? I got bounced out of my pickums pool because I took New England. That that Thanks was a lot, Tom Brady. That was actually a close game, but uh, that was a good game. Uh, the Bills Bills winning this weekend. They beat the Falcons uh, by by a decent margin. Uh, no one would have probably thought that, especially coming at the beginning of the season. Uh, you have a lot of those games that happen every year. So what I'm trying to get at is I'm hoping that, granted, yeah, we have not won any of the games prior. I'm hoping this was that stinker of a game that we had have for the season, and we try to avoid having a game where it's just just not a game the whole whole way through. From beginning to end, you get to like to the set, that halftime, and you're like, look, Unless, you know, we have, you know, 2014 Brian Hoyer coming out there, uh, leading the greatest road back, road comeback, uh, against the Titans like, like we did back in 2014. We're losing this game. It's just, sorry. I love this team and everything. The game is over. Uh, when you have games like that, those games aren't fun. So what I'm hoping is we don't have any more of those this year. Yeah, and I can't say we won't. I, I, uh, I can't either. I'm just hoping this was just that giant crap the bed moment for the Browns. Nothing worked. Uh, well, honestly, when we missed that field goal, I'm like, well, there's the game. It was like the block punt in mm-hmm. the uh, first game. Yeah, yeah, there's the it, game. The block, dude, the block punt in the first game reminded me exactly of Brandon Whedon going underneath that flag. It was like a mother bleep, 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 bleep. This is what the season's going to be like. Well, and the season was just like that. Well, yeah, yeah, but. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was legit just like that. The whole game was just like that. What it, it, We didn't throw how many interceptions that game? Like seven? I, I don't know. Against Eagles? I try not to remember that At far back. Five. I don't try to remember that far back. 
I get seven because because Vic was throwing Vic was throwing interceptions too. I mean, I could look it up, but that that that's just too much pain. So I don't think I don't think the team is that bad as that game in that season. Um, but the team's got to improve. It's a very young team, very uh, willing team to go out there and get a win. We just have to execute it, have to do what everybody's job is to do. And we're such a young team that the margin for error is it's close. Yeah. It's close to don't make a freaking error because the rookie quarterback might make one or the running game that doesn't work might make one or the, the pat, you know, when you, when you do get, um, separation, mm-hmm. as of recent, make the damn catch. Yes. Because the, the error is, you know, you're, you're not going to get separation all the time. So when you do, and the ball's on the money, make the catch. Yes. Yes. I, I, I completely agree. And, and that, that is one thing we, we, we can uh, say that, um, at least when coming to Kaiser this this week, like we said at the beginning of the show, the errors were a lot less from him on that oh, game. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Every drop that we had wasn't a well. You got the Ricardo Lewis stretch out uh, yeah. drop on the side. Yeah, lines. that that one was that, on that him. ball. Could, that ball that ball could have been you know it uh, brought been, a little tighter. It could. Yes, I mean it, you're, you're also talking. You're talking about a rookie quarterback. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but and, and not elite receivers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With Ricardo Lewis, Ricardo Lewis, and like you have elite receiver, and then put your left hand, put your right hand like at your tit. And say elite receiver, mm-hmm. and then put your right or your left hand all the way out, and say that's Ricardo Lewis. Yes, yes. It, it's it, as much as I love Ricardo Lewis, it is a far stretch. Yes. So that that ball needs to be tighter. Yes. And he could, he probably could have had a catch. Yeah. Not yeah. going to say he didn't drop it. No, no, no. He he missed it. But he probably could have catch. It, yeah, it was. But awful. he still could. He still could have brought it. Uh, and it, it, that throw, an elite receiver would have had that brought it into his chest, tipped his toes, and went out of bounds. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like you said, he's a second year guy, not an elite, or at least not yet. Maybe not ever. But um, yeah. But like you're saying, most of these. But ca- play, yeah, yeah. Plays plays like that though. Or fine by me. Yes. Because I look at it like, oh, you know, it could have been brought in tighter, but, you know, rookie quarterback. Yeah. Or it, or, 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 I, or I say, or I say, he's got his hands on it. He should have caught it. But then I look at the catch and it was like, he's 10 miles away from an elite receiver. Yeah. Then it's not like, oh, God, that's a rookie out there. Like, Brandon Whedon kind of bad. Um he that he only took another another week. He only took one sack. And going back to what, looking at the score, you thought he got sacked twenty times and fumbled the ball five times. Oh we, yeah, we look like we had almost what we had what one turnover the whole game. Uh, granted, there was another ball he threw that was technically intercepted, but it got called back. I believe on a holding call on another uh, wide receiver or a defender, cornerback uh, somewhere there. So he technically could have had to. 
interceptions if there hadn't been that penalty. Uh, whether that penalty affected that interception or not, we don't know, but just happy that it didn't count because I like when interceptions don't count. Uh, I don't know if you remember that play. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, because I, I about turned like I uh, like like I was getting ready to turn the game off at that point, and then I saw the flag. I'm like, nah, well, hold on, just a second. Granted, there was like zero chance of coming back, but you never know. Let's just keep watching because it's like yeah. A- I mean, Kai, I, I don't think myself Kaiser didn't do bad. His receivers really let him down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his plays were – he dinked and dunked. Mm-hmm. He really dinked and dunked. Um, I mean, 25 of his passing attempts were 10 yards or at the line of scrimmage. And he's got he, – he had in it, you know, an interception off the left side. But, you know, the right side in the middle, he gained – what was it, like 55, 56 yards, something like that. And he was just looking at the stats, dude. It it just grunnels me with the receivers because you have to bail out a rookie quarterback. You have to make your plays. And that's one thing that will kill a team is when a rookie quarterback makes a throw and you're four of 11 on the right side within 10 yards, that's – that's not going to win you a game. That's not even going to make you close to winning a game. That will make you look like the game that we just had against the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually. Uh, I mean, we, we we really didn't throw it deep. No, I'm all not. game. We really we really didn't throw it deep. We had two passes that were above ten yards. Yeah. Well, and we were three. Yeah. Okay. No, uh, four, four. No, four. no, I I got the next-gen stats pulled up. We had a 14-yard pass that – oh, no, no, you're right. There's the extra dot. There, I see it now. Yeah, you're right. We had a uh, 14, a 19, or two 19s, and then a 30-yard. Uh, and only one of those was completed. Right. And that was – I think that one was the one to Kenny Britt, the one catch that he was able to catch. Yeah, so we, we really we, – we stuck to the game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing I feel like we've done for the past four weeks. Yeah, we stick with the game plan. When we can, when we can make adjustments, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, what do we hold? What do we hold Pittsburgh to in the second half? Uh, three points. What do we hold Indy to in the second half? Do you remember? Three points. How many? Three points. How many did we hold Baltimore to in the second half? Three points. And we held the Bengals in the second half to 10 points. Yes. But we got down 21 to nothing yeah. going into the half. Yes. And that's something we touched on our last show. You just you, – you can't let that happen. No. No, you can't. It, it, it's, it's – so we made, the, we made the right adjustments. I mean, the second half – take away the first – you know, the first half uh, score, Darth, because I know you like to live in the fantasy world when it comes to real, real world things. It was 10 to 7. Yeah. So yeah. if that ten to seven was leading into halftime, it would be ten to seven. Granted, the Bengals would have got the ball back, but mm-hmm. it's Darth's fantasy world that we're talking about. So maybe we would have got the ball back. Who knows? My onside kick. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we get crazy. Uh, uh, but it, it, it's a thing that pl- has plagued us is getting down by a margin and not being able to scrap back. Yes. 
Yes. And it's going to be hard, dude. It's going to be hard to scrap back with zero receivers to give a separation. Mm-hmm. The tight ends, the, the the young tight ends make plays. Yeah. But when when you, they get double teamed or checked off the line of scrimmage, and your your uh, receivers don't get separation, um, it's hard to make plays. But what's also hard to make plays, and going back and looking at the film, um, Kaiser has to learn to check his reads quick. Because there's guys that are getting open five to six yards, yeah, um, ten to seventeen yards. Now, now, the tight ends, the tight ends getting open over the stretch when Kaiser's being flushed out of the pocket, he's got it. His his problem in the pocket when he does get flushed or think he's flushed, he puts his eyes in the ground and right at his feet. Mm-hmm. But he, but if he's going to do that, run. And if you're going to run, make sure you got a lane and slide. Yeah. Get seven, ten yards. Yeah. If you're going to do that. Or at least slide back up to the line of scrimmage. His thing that I noticed about him is he'll take the snap, draw back in the pocket. First read's not there. Second read is maybe there, but there's a defender at his face. Yeah. Or he thinks thinks there's a defender at his face. So he kind of steps out of the pocket, but he immediately puts his eyes on his feet. Yeah. Okay. So when he comes back to it, his eyes aren't downfield. They're not at the receiver. They're on his maybe fourth or fifth read. Yeah. When it when it when it really needs to go, and and your step backs. You're if you're a three step step back guy, it needs to go first read, second read, third read, and then you calculate it. But we're also looking at a rookie quarterback. Hmm. A second round rookie quarterback. Yeah. In his fourth game. Yeah. Now, now I was. So I, I kind of take it with a grain of salt, but I kind of want to, like, have him as a fan survey the field. But the survey of the field for the elites that take that one, two, three. Yeah. They do that pre snap. Yeah. A lot of times I do see Kaiser pre snap adjustments, checks off plays, and that's when we have the good plays. Yeah. Now, now I will say um, I, I saw someone post this on the challenge dogs by nature, and it may be incorrect, um, but they mentioned that the fact that his um, uh, the time uh, that he's holding the ball has decreased through uh, these four uh, first three to four games. It was originally like three point five seconds. It's gone down to three point one. So if he keeps if Let's that, just get in that two point eight range, and we'll be good. Yeah. Well, well I'm saying if that is true. That is promising um, because everybody's saying he holds the ball too long. He's always holding the ball too long. Blah 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 blah. But, he's a rookie. Yes, he is a rookie. He is. He's, he's a rookie. He's that, a rookie that's not Dak Prescott walking into um, a Great Wall of Dallas. He, he's not that guy. He's not Deshaun Watson walking into the mega defense that Houston has and the OK line in the running game. Plus, you know, a million Plus wide receivers. Schedule. Yeah, plus wide receivers. Yeah, they, they have they're, the exact opposite. They're catching everything for him. They're wide they're receivers. They're catching everything for him. Yeah, I'll say the Put wide... Deshaun Watson on this team, and he'll look like he'll look like Deshaun Geyser does. He'll look probably worse. not even that good. Yeah, because because if Deshaun if Deshaun Watson with his um, combine knocks on him came into Cleveland and he passed just like Deshaun Geyser, it would be different discussion. It's like, wow, well, we told you he didn't have the mechanics. Yeah, yeah. 
his ball speed sucks. Yeah, but but then you got those people yeah. out there right now. Well, we should have we, we we passed on Watson and blah 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 blah. But pass on Watson. You know how many teams passed on Watson, dude? Ten of them. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you know, you know it, here's the thing. Ten of them passed on Watson. It, so it, before it, I hear, before I hear the dang other ten teams get called out, none of you fans talk me into, or any of you freaking writers don't talk to me about the Browns passing on Deshaun Watson. Don't talk to me about it. Ten other teams passed on. Talk about them. Don't talk about me. That and you got you got. It's the whole thing is different teams, different situations. You can you can take Absolutely. you you could take. How many, how, you okay, could, so how many teams passed on Deshaun Watson? How, you know the Browns passed on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many teams passed on Prescott? All of us five times. Some okay, even six so times. Perfect, perfect situation. Hungry kid. You know. Yeah. It's gonna work. Yeah. Well, here's, the thing is, here's the thing is, granted, we weren't going to be the best thing ever this year. No matter, But we the thing is, we needed to get somebody in-house that had a better chance than not to possibly being that quarterback. And what, what they went out to do before the season was probably one of the best things they could have done, and that is solidify that line for him granted that the, the, the we could argue about you know it's not helping the run the running isn't there the running isn't there you could argue between run defense or run uh run uh blocking and crowell's issues whether or not which one's which but they did that uh because they are staying steady with helping that man keep yeah, upright definitely. they're doing everything oh, they can absolutely. uh because if not he would he would have had what four more sacks yesterday or Sunday with Dunlap, perfect, and uh, what what I, I can't remember the other guy's name, um, Caldwell or something like that. With those three guys coming in there, he should have been like annihilated like five times. If we had the um, let's say say we had a slightly less, let's say we had the Colts offensive line that that we played against just last week, yeah, he would have been dead. Um, expect Seahawks. This kid would have been on injured reserve for the rest of the season uh, after yesterday's game. So we have an offensive line that is doing everything in their power to keep him steady and keep him up. And the fact he's getting that ball out faster is helping him keep up. Also, he's also getting out of the pocket when there's someone coming, and he's learning to throw the ball away when need to be. And he is not taking as many major hits as he was week one. Everything is cleaning up on the that side of that's yeah, it, it, where, where, yeah, where, definitely, when dude, definitely it's it, it's it's great because when you look at the Cincinnati Bengals on paper, they should have washed a scoreboard with us just like they did. Yeah, um, I'm fine with that. Kaiser played a good game that wasn't on tape. Yeah, at, at least tape to where you know the 95 percent of people see it and. Probably not even that. Ninety nine point nine nine people in the world will not see it except the diehard Browns fans and go back and watch the tape mm-hmm. and watch the game and see that Kaiser played a good game. Yeah. There's so many drops. So many drops. How, how many drops do we have for the season? Uh, I Above don't know. 20? I don't, 20? I, 20? 
I don't. Know. I, I think the benchmark's got to be twenty, and I'm taking the over. Um, I, I I don't know the stats, so if anybody's listening to the show when it gets uh, posted on the podcast, if you know the stats about how many drops we've had, uh, tweet it at us, and you'll win nothing because we don't have any door prizes. But tweet it at us anyway if you know it. And we have Darth Batman checking into the stats right now. He can't find it because I don't think those types of stats matter. But they might matter because he lives in a fantasy world and he writes all the dumb stats down. Um, So he's checking in on it right now. I can hear him typing hard on the keyboard. Come on, Darth. Get that stat. No, you couldn't. I had my mic off. Um, uh, But I was looking into it. Um, I know you were. I knew you were. I don't know where you could look up that stat. Is that a stat you can look up? it's It's a stat that PFF puts out four weeks down the road, and there's too many drops to put up with it. Yes. In fact, if you I don't, have, I don't think it's something I don't think it's something you can Google. If there's more than one to two drops a game, and I, I'm probably wrong on this, I think if there's more than one or two in a game, pretty sure I pretty sure I've seen six against the Bengals, like blatant blatant drops, like dime bag passes, drops. Yeah, well, off the hands drops. Oh, I off think the fingertips drops. Apply. Let's see if they have something. I think I found something. Uh, let's see here. Uh, All right, hold on. Before you found something, because I haven't looked. Oh, this is, this is, uh. Hold on. Is your legit something something? It is. It, it's from Fox. Oh, but, I want to make a beer bet on it. I want to make a beer bet. Um, I'd have to do a bunch of math. I, I found. No, uh, no, no, just what you got right now. No, I'm trying to figure out how many from all our players. I only found, you know, for one person. Getting, ladies and gentlemen, getting a beer bed off Darth once he already owes you a beer is like pulling teeth. Actually, I owe you two beers after last week. You won your bet, and I lost mine because of Kenny Britt. We we pulled the card off. Yeah, you you you. Uh, no, it was no bet, no bet. No, no bet was last week. Last week's bet for the beer was. AJ Green does not have over 95 yards. He had Call 65 that. yards. Call so that. I owe you two beers. Oh, we shut him down. See, I, I'm I'm good with my bets. You know what's you know what's great about shutting elite receivers down is the defensive backs don't look that bad. Now, granted, we could have we could have done a lot of things. The problem well, we is, really didn't look that bad. The problem is, it, it, it's it's not. I mean, for the most part, we we seem to be shutting them down, and we seem to do this every game. It's the fact that every once in a blue moon that they get this huge pass on us, and it just kills us. And it's the murder, the nail in the coffin, that, the thirty-one, the seven, that or the tight end up the middle. Like, Giovanni Bernard has been silent since. 2015, and all of a sudden he catches a 60-something-plus freaking touchdown? He had to be kidding me. Hashtag Browns. That was, yeah, that was completely ridiculous that that even happened. Um, like, But the thing is, the second I saw him catch that ball, I knew we weren't stopping him. Nah, you gotta go through so. 10 defenders right now. Let and him, Let him get in. Let's get the ball back. 
Yeah, it was bad. What are you looking up? Are you still looking up if 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 stats matter? I'd have to do some math because it, it lists all the players. Matt, hello. All right, all right. Time out. Like on that uh, note, we're gonna. Darth Batman is trying to go attempt math right now. On that note, we are gonna take a break. We'll be back with you shortly. Um, from this quick discussion of does Darth Batman do math or not? <laughs> I don't think he does. I, I don't even think he knows what math is. <laughs> is right. it math or is it science? <laughs> or is it just bad grammar? <laughs> it's all the above. Alright, we'll be right back. <laughs> You are listening to Absolute Browns on the Debian Network. Browns fans talking to Browns fans. And we are back with our second segment of the show. Uh, so I think what we should do, uh, let, let's real quick do what we've been doing every other show just because kind of keep a same semi-format. Let's both come up with the negative, positive, and then move on. All right, you go first. All right. So Show me yours and I'll show you mine. <laughs> so the negative, uh, let, let's just say, well, the obvious negative was the score, but the, the negative overall, and it's still the same negative I've had every single week, and it has drop pass after drop pass after drop pass, and it's been a drive killer every single week. It's been less of incomplete passes than drop passes. That that's it's been killing us. Um, there's no much, not much more to get into other than catch the freaking ball, everybody. Uh, except for Duke. Well, Duke, keep catching the ball. You're cool. Um, and actually, Crowell, too. He hasn't had any drop passes, as far as I'm aware. Um, then my positive. Uh, for what the score was and everything, like we said earlier, you would expect us to be uh, Kaiser looking like a turnover machine. He had one total turnover. The, um, there was also an interception that got called back because of the flag. And then there was that fumbly thingy that happened with uh, Zettler uh, hiking the ball. Somehow it caught over uh, Kaiser's head in some weird fashion. Um, or Treader, I mean. Uh, so I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, but but for overall, what you would expect to happen with a 31 to, I'm going to say nothing game. Because that Hogan thing, yeah, not going in there. Uh, what I was saying was... You'd expect this to be a complete demolishing of our quarterback, and it really wasn't. It really wasn't. The kid was out there. Uh, he didn't seem to struggle. He was more frustrated with the situation than anything else, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and um, I want to give the same negative you did on the game of the drop passes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You can't do that with a rookie quarterback that is putting in the spot of writing your damn numbers. Yeah. You can't let it bounce off the one and eight in the red zone for no. an interception. No, you can't. You, you you can't allow that. 
No. Um, you can't allow the the stretch passes like we were talking about earlier. Um, uh, granted, the rookie Kaiser puts it in a bad spot, but you have to make those catches. Yeah. Um, you have to do it. You have to bail your rookie quarterback out. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what you're seeing, you know, league wide. When rookie quarterbacks shine, the receivers are making catches because the rookie quarterback's putting it in the spots that only the receivers can make catches. And if you can't make those catches, your numbers look like what they did on Kaiser of 16 of 34. And I don't know. I don't know the actual stats of how many drops, like dime ball drops, or on the hands drops, yeah. or what the drops are. That's your category in the in those bull. Yeah, thanks a lot, Kenny Britt. Stats, Darth. Um, but I, I agree with you. you. You have to make those catches. You have to make them. You have to bail your quarterback out. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter if you're a rookie quarterback or, or if you're a, a ten-year vet, uh, you know, ten-year plus vet, you know, Tom Brady. The receivers has to make those catches. Yes, yes. I, I you, can, you can put you can put any quarterback in the league on the Browns team right now. You can put Tom Brady on the Browns team right now, and when they still drop it, they still drop it. Yes, yes, and and going back with the drop thing, uh, I don't, I don't know honestly how many drops, but let's, I, I imagine at least five to eight. Uh, say if it was eight, you know, got five of those on back. The season? No, on the on this game itself. Let's call. I don't know any twenty any Twitter followers that are still listening to the show this late in the show. If you could call a stat to how many drops, let me know yeah. for the season. Because it, it, it's got to be twenty. It's got to be twenty plus. No, but what I was trying to get at uh, there, it, say say he got five of those. Dro- let's say if it was eight drops, he got five of those that actually turned out to be catches. That instantaneously makes him what a twenty-one to out of thirty-four catches. That almost puts him over at sixty-something percent accuracy. Um, that and probably le- would have led to an at least a field goal or two. Um, if not touchdowns, so no, if who, yeah, 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 definitely. Well, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, at if, least if, if, if the team's rolling, the team's rolling, yeah, at yeah. least field goals. That that, and then the uh, the uh, wheels don't fall off, and then you go down behind twenty one. So yeah, I completely agree with yeah. So, what is your positive? I'm going first of the positives. Okay? okay, I will give it to penalties. Oh yeah, that's something I forgot about. We had four penalties on us. Uh, Sunday against the Bengals. Yes. Um, zero, zero again. Special teams penalties. Now, granted, it's it's hard to have a block in the back on a punt when you call a fair catch. Well, well. Um, it's the but rest. it's it's Darth Batman's fantasy world of stats. So I'm looking at a good stat of four penalties. In the whole game. Yes, yes, yes. And one of those was also a Kenny Britt false start that pretty much killed a drive. It, it did kill a drive. His his bounce pass off the chest for an interception killed a drive. His couple drops killed the drive. Um, 
But it wasn't all on it, dude. It wasn't all on him. No, but I, but, but I still, I still can't put the blame on Kenny Britt. Yeah. I, I, all right, all right. Let me let me just touch on Kenny Britt for a second. All right. Um, I'll let, let me go for a few. Let me just go there for a second. Kenny Britt's fault is, yeah, he's dropped passes, whatever. But everybody puts the blame on Kenny Britt when everybody else is dropping passes. The only people that aren't dropping passes is is our tight ends. Our tight ends are playing good. They're not dropping passes. Um, all the other receivers are dropping passes. So the limelight is on Kenny Britt because he's the most paid receiver. But everybody else is dropping passes too. Well, yeah. So stop putting the blame on Kenny Britt and start putting the blame on the whole damn team that's well, dropping passes as well. Well, everybody – well, most people agree that everybody's dropping passes. But the problem the only is re- no, I'm just Kenny Britt's had more Kenny, drop passes. The only reason, that's a cool story. Cool story. He's he's the second receiver behind our first receiver that's out with the broken hand again. He's had the most drop passes because he's the second most receiver on the roster. Yeah, but second also being that at. guy, you the don't... first guy. Yeah, well, okay, okay. So how many? So pull out your fantasy stats and how many looks does Kenny Britt have? As opposed to everybody else, and those drops. I don't know. I, I really don't know off the top of my it's, head. It's it's it's, it's got to be it's got to be something like probably like twenty five percent Kenny Britt, seventy five percent everybody else has been throwing a target that has dropped the damn ball. Yeah, but but when they're all dropping them. Yeah, well, I, 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 yeah. Nobody nobody is saying that nobody else is dropping the no, ball. I'm just trying to I'm, it, just, I'm trying to live in a Darth Batman fantasy stats world. I'm just and saying, that, saying that Kenny Britt, compared to every other pass catcher on the Browns, hasn't dropped that many balls. Well, we'll figure that out. I'll probably go back sometime here and go back to see his. Uh, targets versus drops compared to everybody else if I can somehow find these stats without paying money for PFF just to see whether or not I'm right or wrong or whatever. But, um, but it's not you know, recounting like targets like off target targets or just straight drops. Straight, like, no, no, I'm talking about, talking about how many times, how many times was he targeted, how many times was it a, a, a just an incomplete pass, and how many times was it just a extremely just obvious just I dropped the ball. That and he also had several penalties, and uh, that has also killed the drive. Um, but, anyways, let's not beat the dead horse on Kenny Britt, even though as much people would love to beat Kenny I'm just Britt for the dead horse. I, I'm just trying to stick up for the guy that everybody else is going against because that's how I love to do. You know, Brian Horner, ten and six. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, like like I just said, like Kenny Britt, cut him some damn slack, Browns fans. I mean, if you're going to harp on anybody else from dropping balls, blame the whole damn team because the whole damn team's dropping balls, not just Kenny Britt. Well, nobody's saying just Kenny Britt. Uh, everybody, everybody's it's, calling it's, him out. Well, it's everybody's because it's the most obvious one, but they all, most well, people. Cool, cool story, dude. Cool story, dude. Kenny Britt's the most obvious one, but pay attention to the team. And the team and the whole is putting in the work, and we're, we're just not making plays. I mean, if if you thought that we were going to be zero and four, 
coming in the four weeks, or you thought we were going to be two and two. I mean, you, you were stretching for two and two. I was stretching for 10 and six for the year. Now it became, I do the same old thing that I do with the Browns every year. I'm a 10 and six guy looking at the schedule and we come in 0 and 4 and I'm a realist. Yes. But I'm a realist to the point where, hey, like we literally look good this year with Kaiser. Yeah. Yeah. The O line literally looks good. Yes. For a rookie quarterback. And, and you're talking like, I'm going to talk like this. Because the same team next year add a few playmakers with two first-round picks. Granted, we're going to get younger, I guess, overall. Well, yeah. But so say, but but we we well, we could not. Well, no, not so we really. Ties with a couple older guys, you know, and say we take a uh, stud running back, stud quarterback, or stud receiver, not quarterback, running receiver, back. receiver. So we go stud, stud, receiver, running back, running back, receiver, however way we want to do in the draft, we have two first-round picks. We have five picks in the top 60, I believe, right? Yeah, top 64. Okay. Five picks, top 64. Those five picks are all going to be playmakers just like Najoku, Garrett, Peppers, Kaiser. Yes. They're all going to be playmakers. This team is young. This team is hungry. We may not win games, but like I said, Darth, we got to look at it like when we were doing the 10 and 6 and we were celebrating preseason Mm -hmm. champions, we literally looked at the schedule and we were like, ah, that. We're going to win. We're going to win. We're going to win. Well, yeah. 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 Well, I always like to come into but a it, season. But it's, yeah, it's, 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 fun. it's fun to predict the games. Yeah. But then we're 0-4, then we're and the reality sets in. And what you got to look at, instead of saying we suck at 0-4, is the progress that we're going to make in the future. Because we knew when we were going to take the analytical approach, and Hugh Jackson was in for it. And he didn't have his defensive coordinator. And then he got Greg Williams. Greg Williams' first year. We knew we were in for a long haul. Yeah. The analytic approach was set at, what was it set at? Like four years, five years? Yeah. Five years, five years, super relevant. That was like the mark for the analytic approach. Five years, super relevant. So we're two years into it. And the thing that kills me is. The beat writers for Cleveland. Eh, I don't pay attention to beat writers. No, but it, what kills me is like the people that pay attention to the beat writers is people, the same people that comment on Facebook about whatever. That that's what Cleveland beat writers are to me is people that comment on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, and you you always they want just write they they write uh, you know articles that are you know based off their opinions of how they you know took whoever said something whoever and they write the best article you know article for clicks yeah yeah so I think it's about time we we, we get moving on to week five. We got the Jets coming up. 
And what is your opinion on this game versus the Jets? Yeah, we got the Jets coming up, and uh, Josh McCown's our quarterback. Josh McCown has never won. What's the stat you said earlier? He's never won a. Um... He's never won a game in First Energy Stadium. Oh, well, let's keep it that way. But you know how stats go, and he'll probably win one. But here's the, here 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 is the uh, the most exciting news for. If you've been a Browns fan here lately, that would be the the. I've never been one before. The the uh, introduction of Miles Garrett, supposedly. Supposedly, this will be the week he plays. Finally, after four long weeks of not playing and seeing our defensive line not doing exactly what we wanted to do. Our number one pick overall is going to come out there, and he is going to make Drago run for his life. At least that's my my uh, opinion. What do you think, BTB? <laughs> I think that Miles Garrett is going to come out and feast. He's going to T Rex dinosaur. All over McCown. All over that offensive line. Ogba's going to make plays. Kirksey's going to make plays. It's going to really open up the middle. Um, I don't I, I don't know if Jamie Collins is going to come back. Because um, he, he's still in the concussion protocol, right? Yes, yes. As of uh, today, he still is. So I don't know. Yeah, so it, it's going to be a hard play. If, if not, he comes back. So we might feature Burgess again. Um, but I, I do believe Miles Garrett will come back and he'll feast. And I, and I think that was the plan for Miles Garrett, as I told you, is, you know, just if he's coming off of, like, taking a cast off, what was it, five days before the Bengals game? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. If he's, if he's taking a cast off five days before the Bengals game... Why the hell do you want to play him? Yeah, and it was smart to sit him out. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. That, definitely that was the that was the best out. move. As much as it, it hurt, uh, say if Miles Garrett was fully healthy and he played, the I don't way think, we think he was going to play. That, that Bengals game was going to go how that Bengals game went, no matter if Miles Garrett was in there or not. Yeah, we could Agba, we could argue Agba, that all day. Agba had two strips. Yeah, but if you had pressure strip, coming from both oh, sides, it would change the game. Yeah. But One we're we're not talking about the Bengals game anymore. Let's 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 keep this to the Jets, please. Um. So, you beforehand, since this is actually going to be the game, we will be there. Other than us coming out there and winning the game ourselves, uh, do you have a bold prediction for this week? Yeah. Bold prediction for this week is Josh McCown passes for 400 yards. <laughs> put, it up, put, it up, put, it up, put it on the chalk. I'm putting it up. Josh McCown, 400 yards. That's ridiculous. Uh, what, what? I should make that into a beer bet, though. No, we can't do a beer bet. That, that is a bold prediction. It's a bold prediction, but we, we're, 
we we're out of beer beds uh, because this is the week we will be buy. I will be buying you the beers. Um, Two beers. Two beers. Two beers at the stadium. Yes. That's a $20 value. 16 If you're not a cheap tipper. Eh, it depends on how good they are. Uh, so... Bud Lights. <laughs> what do you mean? It depends how good they are. Uh, it depends on how well fast they can serve us. Because last week, or when I was up there, uh, because I did not know how to operate a cash register, I missed a half of the third quarter, including my boy hitting a field goal. That's why you walk down with two. I did, and walk then down you two. buy one in the third quarter. I tried to do that. The walks down. That's what I tried to do. You didn't wave fast enough. I couldn't get there. So, what is your final score prediction of the Jets and Browns game? Yes. Oh, Jets thirty, Browns ten. Thirty ten. All right, my bold prediction is. Uh, two touchdowns, Kaiser. One running? Nope, both passing. Oh. Two TDs passing. To who? Najoku? Don't mind. Stomp. Hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. And we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech. Why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function.